the man who trains and drives leap to fame is Grant Dixon. Hey, Grant, thanks for taking time out of your morning to join us this morning. No, no worries, mate. That must have been fun on Saturday night. Uh, it wouldn't have been fun down the back straight the last time when you had to go in between horses, but when he lets loose, leap to fame, he's awfully serious. Yeah, it was a uh, little bit of worrying times throughout the run, but um, yeah, it all worked out in the end, and, yeah, and he finished off good. Grant, you won three derbies last year, but you made the, the very tough decision to miss the Chariots of Fire and the Miracle Mile. I think you made the right choice. Did that give him a chance to furnish as a horse because he looks bigger and stronger to me? Yeah, me and Trista felt that he, like he'd had a, a long season and a hard season as a three-year-old. and we, we generally just felt that he had to um, sort of build up a bit behind and, and just, you know, just let him catch up to himself, which which we really did. And, uh, you know, we we're, we're just frightened to um, just throw him in the deep end. I know, I know we have now, but right, real early in the season against the older horses. So we're, we're just, yeah, giving him a good spell and, and letting him mature a bit more. And, and hopefully, you know, that will, you know, pay dividends um, this part of the year and, and further on. Are you surprised how quickly he's become the open class stud? Because the transition from three-year-old to beating the open class horses midway through your four-year-old season, there's only been a handful who've been able to do it in the last 20 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is a bit surprising, but sort of, um, sort of sitting behind, behind him, you can sort of figure out how, how he is winning his races and the general thought process was last year that he was the best stayer of a very strong three-year-old crop, but catch a wave and at one stage Captain Ravishing might be the faster horses. Is he actually getting faster, Leap to Fame? Because he looks to have a very sustained sprint. Is it any quicker than it was? Oh, look, I don't believe he's got any quicker, but he's probably just sustaining it a bit longer, like you say. Um, yeah, he just, um, yeah, just seems to be able to get up on a, on a good, quick tempo and, and maintain it for, um, you know, like probably obviously further than some horses can. It was a fast time the other night, a 150.2 mile rate. Do you think he's still on the way up? Because we have the Blacks of Fate this Saturday, but of course, even more importantly, the $2.1 million Eureka in about six weeks. So is there more improvement in your horse? Oh, look, I don't think he's going to, like, um, jump out the ground from here. I'll be ecstatic if we can just um, uh, just maintain him and, and hold, hold this form going forward. I'm, I'm sure that you know, he's always going to be around the place if he can do that. What's the plan? The Blacks are fake this week. What's the plan to get him to the Eureka? Will he race between the Blacks are fake and the race on September the 2nd? Yeah, we're interested. We were talking about it the other day, and we sort of worked out that we can have a couple of days off after Saturday night, and then we sort of hope to get sort of two runs into him and then miss the week before the Eureka and yeah, sort of roll into it that way. OK, would those runs be in New South Wales or Queensland? No, no, in Queensland. We'd like to keep him at home as long as we can and then, um, yeah, work out what point we actually go down with. We go down a week before or a few days before. But, yeah, we just get to sort of finalise that, yeah. 
What sort of horse is he to do those sort of things with, to travel, to, to try new things with? Uh, obviously, I presume later in life you might want to try him from a standing start. Talk to us about what sort of horse he is to try these new things with or to try going away from home with, because he seems to have handled it well in the past. Yeah, probably as a two-year-old, um, when he travelled once, it was probably just a bit new for him, but since then, it was... Um you know, just being more mature and he holds his weight better. Yeah, he's, he's handled the sort of trips and that r- really well. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just, um, yeah, see how his weight is and how well he gets past Sunday night. And, yeah, and just keep, yeah, you know, Rick has been our, you know, end game sort of and our main game for this season. So, um, yeah, hopefully yeah, we can get there in, in good order. The Inter-Dominions are in your home state this season. Uh, how likely is he to contest the Inter-Dom? Yeah, all, all being well, it's definitely penciled in because obviously on the old um, season year, you know, he'd be turned five and that'd be the perfect year for him to go to it. So, you know, he's still going to be written down as four. You know, it's basically his birthday would have been done and he will be five. And I think that's a great year to go to your Inter-Dominion campaign. What sort of horse is he, Grant, to be around? Is he a, is he a kind horse? Obviously, he's a colt, so sometimes they can get a bit distracted. Is he is he a horse who eats a lot? Is he a horse who enjoys his work? Tell us what sort of horse he is, personality wise. Um, oh, he's a little bit cheeky. He'll give you a bit of a nip, and you sort of watch yourself when you're ducking around behind him. And he can sort of doesn't actually line you up, but he can kick out a bit. Uh, but in, in general, like he, he's a Trainer's delight, really. He just goes about his work, wants to do his work. Um, yeah, it gives you, obviously gives you a good good feel in his work. Um, he, he, he eats good. He doesn't smash the feed tin out, but he eats good, uh, drinks good. Um, yeah, like, you know, so far today, he, he's, he's, he's been a, a dream to have. Grant, are all the joints good? Is he a horse who can get a bit sore in one place or the other, like most good horses eventually do? Is he a horse who has any tying up issues or any throat issues? You know, most good horses eventually it catches up with him, but he seems to at the moment be rinse and repeat. Yeah, well, Touchwood, Mick, um, he, he's been good that way, and hopefully, um, yeah, we can keep it all that way the best we can. We sort of you know, do a lot lot for him and as anyone would so yeah we're just hoping that we can yeah keep him all in one piece and, and um, manage him through his career properly and do the right things with him. You have had some wonderful horses in your career but of course one horse you didn't officially train but you spent a lot of time with was Black's a fake. Tough question I know because Blackie is an all-time great who won over five million dollars. At this stage, how do you compare Blacks of Fake and Leap to Fame? Oh, look, you know, one of the things, you know, the greatest thing about Blackie was his longevity, and obviously he, he was um, he was able to be really well managed by Natalie because the owners were super patient and just done as whatever she thought needed to be done, which you know made a job very easy. Um, and the thing, the other thing that Blackie did with himself was obviously in races, he'd only beat them by a metre and uh, he'd, he'd never want to beat them by big margins. So he, he really looked after him that way and obviously he was well driven and when he was on the track he was um, ready to go all the time. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, like at, at the same point, you know, 
could probably be interested just hoping that he turns out as good, really. So, yeah, we'll be wrapped if he can um, probably do half the job like he's done. As unbiasedly as you can make it, because obviously there's a recency bias, people tend to think more about the recent events in their life, do you think he can turn out to be as good as Blacks are fake? I know we can't predict whether he can have the longevity, but could he be as good? Oh, look, obviously, Mick, you know, as you know, different eras, you know, different horses, um, you know, competition, you'd look back and say it was harder then and harder now, you know, depends the way you look at things. The times are obviously quicker at the moment, but, you know, tracks and gigs are quicker and that all happens. But I, I think, you know, all, all being well, if everything can stay right with Larry, and I, I'm sure, um, yeah, he can certainly achieve a lot in his life, you know, in his career and... You know, I'd, I'd love to think if he yeah, could you know, go down as one of the all-time greats. There's been a bit of chat uh, about him potentially being the best horse in the world. The best horse in the world was Bulldog Hanover, and he's retired. Do you buy into that? Do you care? Do you actually have any idea who the best horse in the world is? And, and when you hear those sort of things, does it create more pressure or does it make you proud? Um, it, it's... it's probably great to hear um, I don't probably like to hear it but probably does create a little bit more pressure um, yeah I, I sort of probably don't really think of a lot, I I watch the American racing but like to try and compare you know Australian racing to American racing I, I find it too hard um, I'm, sh- I'm sure if he went over there he, he'd, he'd race well and I'm sure the best horses in America over there would come here and race really well, I don't you know, to say one horse is the best in the world, I think it's, you know, it's probably, um, yeah, particularly hard to say. I know the Americans love saying it, but, but um, yeah, I, I think it's too hard to line them up. Kevin Seymour, who, along with his wife Kay, owns the horse, obviously has the resource and the ambition to potentially take into the States. Would you be interested in doing that, and do you think it's realistic? Um, well, I'd like be on the track, maybe, but honestly, I, I think um, you know we've got a, you know hopefully a lot ahead of us and a lot a lot more to achieve. Um, hopefully, so I, you know in time, maybe, but yeah, I don't um, I don't think you'd have to go to go to America and go well to you know down the track have a great stud career. I, I, I think you'd get a you know a good following as far as that's concerned and. I know Kay would like to more be able to go and watch him race here than be interested in going to America, but you know, time, you know, time will tell. What about New Zealand? Um, obviously, you've been to New Zealand, and, and the New Zealand Cup is an iconic race, uh, one of the big five in Australasia. Do you think Kay and Kevin would have any interest, or would you have any interest in qualifying him from a standing start? And not this season, obviously, but next season, potentially attacking a race like that, or... The million dollar slot race in New Zealand. Um, I'd I'd love to go to New Zealand Cup. I'd probably one of my dreams. I'd always love to win one and compete in one. Um, I think he's the right horse to do it. Um, he has qualified for a stand and handled it quite well. Um, I don't think that'd be an issue to him. Um, I'm not sure whether Kevin's keen to do it, but um, yeah, I suppose we're just as things unfold as we go, I, you know, he may in time want to want to have a crack at it. There's a couple of very special four-year-olds waiting for you in Victoria to meet up with you in New South Wales. Captain Ravishing's one, 
But Catch a Wave is the more proven. He's won a miracle mile. You're going to meet him in the Eureka. Can Leap yeah. to Fame? Can Leap to Fame come from behind Grant? Can he come from behind Catch a Wave to beat him? And here's a question: because he's two dollars with the tab, can he sit parked outside him and beat him? Um, I don't really believe he could sit parked outside Catch a Wave and beat him. I think um, I mean, he's seen how well Catch a Wave went. He, he was amazing in his two wins in the Chariots in the Miracle Mile. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a great race. It's probably going to might, might come down to the draw. Who draws the best and gets out of the other one might um, might actually tell the tale who wins. You know, and I think Catch a Wave. You know, Andy and Katie got him right back on track, and he's um, the way he won them races. And he probably wasn't entitled to win the Miracle Mile after he burnt so hard early. But you know, to his credit, he dug in and on the line. He was always going to win it. You've done an awful lot in harness racing. You've spent plenty of wet afternoons at Redcliffe sludging around in $4,000 races with average horses, and now you've got the dream horse. Does it make you and Trista excited to get out of bed in the morning knowing that Larry's waiting down at the barn? Oh, it certainly helps, Nick, for sure. Um, yeah, like obviously we waited a long time for him. and Yeah, and it, like I say, it is a bit of pressure with him, and... Um, but it certainly does, um, yeah, give you, you know, renewed uh, hope with the sport and that. And it's been really good, great the last couple of weeks. Uh, our two oldest boys have been going in and been able to be in the presentation photos and that. So it's, it really makes it all that much better. All right, Grant. Look, I appreciate your time this morning, mate. I can hear you jogging a horse there in the background, so you're doing a super job. Just a last question for you. I'm going to rattle off some names, and I want you to tell me which one you want to win more. If you could only win one of these races, which one would you want? The Blacks are fake, the Eureka, the Inter-Dominion final, the Miracle Mile, or the New Zealand Cup? And you can only have one. Uh, the Eureka. Uh, I take it that's a stake money decision? <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> New Zealand Cup was second. Mate, look, it's been fantastic to catch up with you. I know there's a lot of pressure that goes with the good horse, and um, I know you'll be able to handle it well. To you, Trista, Kevin Kay, congratulations on what you've achieved. Good luck on Saturday night. Uh, and we, lots of us, um, harness racing fans and New South Wales racing fans, are looking forward to seeing you at Menango on September the 2nd, mate. Thanks, mate.